Welcome to the World This Week episodes on Manoj Speaks podcast, where every week I speak about interesting facts that I come across on social media channels, blogs, news websites, and other interesting places I travel to online. Topics are meant to be short yet educative and entertaining. So let's not delay any further and get started with today's episode. Hey, hey everybody, the first topic for today is an article from Medium. And it's written by Don Johnson and the article's titled How to Meditate When You Can't Shut Your Mind Off. Easy steps to keep at it when the world gets in the way. So what are his five main points? Be thirsty. Second, breathe properly. Third is to get comfortable. Fourth, manage resistance. And five, have an open heart. Of all the points that Don writes about, I found his first one, Be Thirsty, as an interesting one, because he says that his own journey into meditation uh, started as a thought that there must be life force in the universe. And I think this is quite important. One should understand that meditation is not just about picking up another exercise routine that is cool, or that's going to get you a good body, or that's going to get you accepted by everyone else. No, meditation is about really asking the big question, who am I? What is my role in this universe? What is the role of everyone else in this universe? How am I connected to all of them? And meditation allows you to start the process of finding the answer by looking inside and by looking outside. So this is very important for you to understand if you're picking up meditation as a part of your life. Don't look at it as an exercise just to help you overcome work pressure or marriage pressure or, or social pressure. No, meditation is about understanding yourself, your consciousness, the world consciousness, the universal consciousness, and at the end, divinity. So when you get a chance, do read that article by Don Johnson, How to Meditate When You Can't Shut Your Mind Off. It's on medium.com. Time for a tweet. This one comes from David Perel. His handle is at David underscore Perel, P-E-R-E-L-L. And he says, online course idea, public speaking for Zoom. Even though the principles of public speaking are timeless, speaking to digital audiences will become its own field of study. What do you think? I think he's right. I think the audiences can be incredibly distracted when listening to an online presentation or a speech. You can see them in the background if you are able to see them and have cameras turned on on both sides say they're busy attending to other things on their laptop while they're listening to you or they may shut the video and go and do something else and then come back and join you so how are you going to keep them attracted glued to the tv screen to the laptop screen listening to you same goes with the speaker how many times have you seen the speaker not prepared for that time? How many times have you seen their surroundings not correctly set or their technology taking time to get started? So it's important for both the presenter or the speaker or the crowd or the audience to be in perfect unison with each other so that the message from the speaker is delivered in the most attractive manner possible and the audience are as less distracted as possible. 
This is from the California College of Ayurveda. Not sure if many of you know what Ayurveda is, but maybe you do. Ayurveda is an ancient uh, medical science that comes from India, and it looks into the constitution of a person and then uh, recommends uh, the right kind of food, the right kind of oil, the right kind of environment to have so that the person is in perfect harmony both externally and internally. So this article specifically talks about allowing three hours or more between meals. I know a few friends of mine who constantly eat through the day. They're constantly drinking through the day. And this article says that perhaps that's not a good idea. You need to give your body sufficient time to digest what you have eaten. Seems like common sense. But especially in workplaces where there's a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, stress and a lot of socializing, you may have your breakfast at uh, nine o'clock at 10 o'clock you want to have a snack at 10 11 you want to have another snack and at 12 30 you're going for lunch then at two you want to drink something three o'clock it's time for another snack and so on and so forth so what the article talks about is that give your body at least three to four hours that's an important thing so that you give the body sufficient time to digest and assimilate there's a mention about drinking water as well. As per Ayurveda, you drink water only when you're thirsty. You don't have to drink throughout the day, every minute, every hour, because what it then does is it makes the body too fluid and it can't digest the, the food properly. And especially, there's also a recommendation that you don't drink too much water straight after your meal. You can drink water through the meal here and there, but try your best to avoid drinking huge quantity of water straight after the meal because that could affect the digestive process. The next article I found interesting was from news.com.au and the article's titled Choice Reveals How to Tell If Your Hand Sanitizer Actually Works. The article talks about uh, identifying which hand sanitizers out there are effective. Majority of the consumers have no idea. If it says hand sanitizer, people get it and use it. But the recommendation is that if you want to effectively kill germs, the hand sanitizer must contain between 60 to 80% alcohol. Anything less is something that you want to avoid. Came across another interesting article, this time again on news.com.au. And this one's quite appropriate for the condition we're all in at the moment during the COVID-19 lockdown. And it's called, what is the risk of catching coronavirus infection while flying? This is under their travel section. The article says that the ventilation systems on airplanes are actually very good at controlling the speed with which the aerosol particles uh, travel within the cabin. Aerosol particles, these are uh, when somebody who's infected and um, they sneeze or cough and the spreading of that droplet uh, through the airspace. Um, in, in a not sure if you know, but in the plane cabin, there is a 50-50 mix of outside air and recirculated air from inside the cabin, and it moves through a very high quality filters, which removes 99.9% .9 of bacteria and virus particles. And not just that, but every two to three minutes, the air on the plane is completely replaced. But you compare that to an office building uh, where the air condition systems only replace the air every 10 to 12 minutes. So it's actually safer in a plane cabin than it is in an office building. 
Believe it or not, the highest chance of infection is actually when people are boarding the flight and when they are getting out of their seats uh, when the plane has landed because during those times, people tend to stand very close to each other. To overcome this problem, air crews are looking at the possibility of separating people into batches so that at different points in time, a short group of people get in and get out of the plane. Let's check Twitter again. I came across this post by Ali Abdal, and this is what he says. A lot of good things happen in life because of serendipity, because of luck. You can't predict sitting on a train one day and meeting the person you end up marrying. I haven't gotten back to Ali yet, but this is what I think. There's no such thing as coincidence or luck. Everything happens for a reason. Everything is a part of your destiny. And destiny is pretty much comprised of your actions and reactions. You're basically bearing the fruit of an action that you have taken in the past. So this example of meeting somebody in a train the fact of the matter is that you would have met this person anywhere, anywhere. It just so happened to be in the train. But your fate is that you were meant to meet this person. And that has its own story from many, many lifetimes ago. Another interesting tweet, this time from Louis. Louis says, do it now. Figure out how to do it later. And he's... Um, basically retweeting somebody else's uh, words on the same line, someone called Dan Coey. And Dan says, success is a game of not knowing how to do something, but doing it anyway. What do you think? You have one school of thought that says just do it and learn through your journey. And the other one is plan, plan, plan. Otherwise, you will fail. I think there's merits in both of them and it depends what project or task you're doing. But my message to you is whatever motivates you or inspires you and it's going to do a greater good for the community or for the business world or for the consumer market or for anybody else, uh, start. Don't delay. Don't delay too long. If you want to plan and if it motivates you to plan a lot, do the planning, but make sure that you're consistently working on that plan. And if you're the sort of person who works on instinct, who just wants to get the message out there, do that as well and see what you learn from it. So that's my thought. That brings us to the end of today's My World This Week and looking forward to connecting with you all next week. Thank you so much and take care.